You've made it, Alabama fans. You have made it. It is Friday, the end of the week, and you are locked and loaded onto the best form of conversation when you talk about the Alabama Crimson Tide. This right here is in my own words, the podcast. Yours truly, Stephen M. Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine, bringing this to you from Tuscaloosa via YouTube. The show bigger than me. More than me, I got my man John Ivory, call him JP, but the man John Ivory making sure we are on that up and up in terms of the production of the show. And as always, we encourage you, the Crimson Tide football fan, to drop a like on on the show, give a thumbs up on the show, and hit that subscribe button. What that tells us here at TDA is is for us to continue to provide you with the best news, notes, information, and coverage on your Alabama Crimson Tide. It is because of you, the Crimson Tide fan, that we are over 8,000. That is correct. Over 8,000 subscribers strong on YouTube. So continue to help us grow the network channel and the brand. Got a lot of things to get to on today's edition of the show after we update you guys on some things. We'll get into a fun topic here. The best live moment you had. The best live moment you had in seeing an Alabama football game. You got a chance to catch this Alabama football game live in action. Your best a live moment. We'll start off with that. From there, we will sit down with my man Justin Smith, the lead scouting and recruiting analyst for Touchdown Alabama Magazine and Studios. We'll get a chance to talk to him about the 2021 class, how COVID-19 has affected some things, and who are still some guys that Alabama is very, very hot, very, very high on in this recruitment cycle. And then last but not least, we will dive into the perfect fits in terms of the guys I see going in the first round of uh, the NFL draft next month for the Alabama Crimson Tide. This, along with your phone calls, tweets, text messages, thoughts, questions, and concerns on the show. But we'll start things off here with, we have Miss Miss Ter- uh, Tarian uh, Anderson, the mother of Will Anderson, Alabama five-star linebacker, freshman in the program. She shared some information, some news on social media on last night on the grandparents of Will Anderson out of Georgia contracted the COVID-19, the coronavirus. Uh, As of right now, Anderson's grandfather is in ICU. The grandmother, she's okay, she's stable, but the grandfather is in ICU. So right now, our thoughts, our prayers uh, of healing, our, our thoughts and prayers and, and warm and positive wishes go out to the Anderson family, Miss Anderson and Will as his grandparents fighting this coronavirus. But that just comes from Miss Anderson. Along with that, big, big news in terms of Alabama men's basketball as Nate Oates got his guy. A huge verbal commitment from one Joshua Primo, the six foot six combo guard out of Canada, plays ball at Royal Crown High School. This is someone who can shoot the mid range game, attack the basket. He's a very exceptional three-point shooter and a guy that gives tremendous effort on the defensive side in terms of basketball. A guy that, this is the type of guy that Coach Oates wants, that can shoot, that can pass, that has handles, but that can also give an elite defensive effort. So getting the five-star combo guard, Josh Joshua Primo, out of Canada, big, big get there for Alabama for the 2020 class as the duo of uh, Kyra Lewis and John Paddy have both entered their names into the NBA draft hat. Now, uh, John Paddy could possibly come back, but even if he chooses not to, getting Joshua Primo, big deal there for Alabama. And then also, according to Brandon Marcello, of 247 Sports, who covers the Auburn Tigers, the NCAA has decided to lift the uh, virtual ban off of the college football coaches and players in terms of communication. These coaches will now be able to have the team meetings with these players or one-on-one meetings with particular players, whether this is on apps like FaceTime or any type of virtual app out there. 
coaches will have that communication with their players to get some instructions done. So this is a positive sign here as the NCAA nifting the virtual ban off of college football. But we dive into now the first topic of conversation, a fun one to start the show, your favorite live event. What was your favorite Alabama football game that you got a chance to witness live and in person? And before I get into my thoughts here, we're going to go to social media where you guys have really shared some of your favorite thoughts. And we'll start this off with Evan's dad on Twitter. Evan's dad on Twitter writes in, the 1992 SEC championship game, Bama over Florida, the pick six by Antonio Langham. Evan's dad was at that game in uh, at Legion Field. Courtney writes in with Rocky Block going back to 2009. Terrence Cody blocking those two field goals against Tennessee. Ford Waters writes in, easy. The best game was Alabama-Georgia 2012 SEC Championship. He also liked the Alabama-Clemson semifinal matchup from 2017. So Ford Waters had two there. Ramajama writes in, either the Bama-Tennessee game where Terrence Cody blocked the field goal or the Alabama comeback victory against Georgia in this past SEC championship game or the 2018 SEC title game. So Rammer Jammer had two as well. John Wallace writes in with, well, if Colt McCoy didn't get hurt, it would have been the Rose Bowl instead of the national championship. Well, I guess John Wallace, not sure if he's a Texas fan or an Alabama fan, but it is what it is. And Greg wrote in the 1985 Iron Bowl, the one where Van Tiffin made the big field goal, 52-yard field goal, heard across the world, giving Alabama the 25-23 win over Auburn, the 85 Iron Bowl. But favorite moment in terms of uh, a game you saw live and in action, what was your favorite live game when you talk about Alabama football? So definitely want to continue to encourage you guys, the fans, to write in your thoughts, write in what was the favorite live game for that you got a chance to see. For me, I had to wrestle with two different thoughts um, internally. I've been able to cover this team extensively for Touchdown Alabama Magazine since 2011. And while I have had my fair joys of covering football, the two games I had to battle with were the 2014 Southeastern Conference title game between Alabama and Missouri, a game in which Blake Sims had a magnificent performance. I believe it was that game where he completed 23 of 25 pass attempts and has the highest quarter and highest completion percentage in the SEC championship game history. That's at 88%. And when he when Alabama won the game, 42 to 14, he brought his daughter on the field with him, brought Kyle on the field. And I remember the iconic interview that one Allie LaForce of CBS did after talking to Blake Sims. She bends down, hands the microphone to Kyla, and asked and asked her, How did Daddy do? And Kyla with the giant smile on her face said, Daddy did good. That that was awesome. Getting a chance to see that firsthand. But for me, my best live memory, best live game for Crimson Tide football would be the 2016 college football playoff national championship game off the 2015 season. The first matchup between Alabama and Clemson in Arizona. And uh, I'll, be, I'll be honest with you right now, guys. I did not think I was going to go to that game. Did not think I was going. Did not have the money. Did not have the funds at the time. And I'm the type of dude that I don't like asking for things. I mean, I understand it's good to ask for help. But for, to me, I never liked asking for things just due to you're always hit with that you owe me. And I don't like to owe people anything. So in my mind, I, I was not going to ask. So and I, I had already kind of told, you know, my superiors at TDA, I may not be able to go to the game, probably not going to go. So in my mind, I wasn't going to go to the game. However, when you least expect something, divine intervention steps in. And uh, my childhood church, we have this Jesus celebration every year, this Christmas party. And uh, this particular year, 
we had the youth giveaway and the adult giveaway. And the adult giveaway prize was 1500 bucks. So I'm sitting here, you know, praying to God, just telling, you know, Jesus, hey, man, I've been a great person this year. You know, I gave to the Hannah home. You know, I donated to the Salvation Army. I did some groundbreaking things in my life this year. So maybe, you know, maybe I can go to this football game. So I'm sitting here thinking, you know, maybe I go, maybe I don't get a chance to go. I didn't have the money at the time. But somehow, my name at the very end gets pulled out of the basket and I remember the pastor's wife sat there and said, y'all, y'all can't believe, y'all won't believe this, but the winner of the Jesus giveaway is Stephen Smith, and I have never been timed during a 40-yard during a dash since my 10th grade year running track. I ran out the church, ran across, ran around the block two times, ran back inside the church, couldn't believe I had won the money, couldn't sit down because I was so excited, sat there was able to call you know, my superiors at TDA, tell everybody, hey, you know, get the credential ready. I will be able to cover this game and uh, was able to book my plane ticket, get on the plane, uh, fly from Birmingham to Houston, Texas. Of course, I stayed overnight at an airport in Houston, then go from Houston to Arizona. And uh, the game itself, just tremendous, big time Enjoyed the atmosphere, got a chance to cover the practices leading up to the game, went to a few media party events, and then for the game itself. Sitting inside University of Phoenix Stadium in Glendale, Arizona, and uh, watching uh, Jacob Coker have a huge performance, watching O.J. Howard turn loose, watching uh, Derrick Henry have a massive outing, and then Kenyon Drake, Everything that Drake went through his entire career from the broken leg as, as a uh, junior in 2014 to the shoulder injury to losing his best friend, Alti Tenpenny, in that one-man car crash to him uh, catching this, fielding the kickoff and going 95 yards to the house and hearing the call from Chris Fowler, Kenyon Drake can fly! He'll lose the kicker and will not be caught! Touchdown, Drake! Just being in that stadium and uh, seeing Kenyon Drake score right in front of me, right in front of me, one of the best moments of my life, man. I, I, I will cherish that. And then after winning that football game, Getting the chance to walk down the elevator, I saw one of my good friends, Cole Thompson, of whom we both went to school together, both went to the University of Alabama together, and I remember Cole, he sits there, he stares at me and goes, Steven, did we just win the most incredible national championship game known to mankind? I said, yes, Cole, we did. Cole goes, hug me, dude, hug me. So I'm sitting here hugging this man for about five minutes. It's <laughs> After we get off the elevator, well, I'm sitting there hugging this man for five minutes in the hallway, just that 2016 national title game off the 15th season, a very, very special one for me, and I will uh, enjoy that one forever, going from not being able to attend the game to actually attending the game and having fun in that matchup. But we're going to go to a couple of comments here. In the YouTube chat line, your favorite game, favorite live game uh, that you got a chance to watch as a Crimson Tide fan. Going to some of these right now here. And first one we got here comes from Mikhail Legrone. Mikhail Legrone writes in, the 2015 game against the LSU, that was the one where Derrick Henry ran wild and took the Heisman away from Leonard Fournette. Also, Legron writes in the 1996 Iron Bowl. So, 2015 game against LSU and the 1996 Iron Bowl. Let's see here. Dave uh, Devaris Trendsetter writes in Devaris Trendsetter. I think the best was against Notre Dame because we bullied them. Notre Dame, that would be the 2013 National Championship game off the 12th season. And Alabama did bully the Fighting Irish 42 to 14. Bullied them so bad that the only piece of a friction from that game was A.J. McCarron fighting his own teammate, that being Barrett Jones. Uh, we go down to Willie351, who writes in, 
the 2007 game against Arkansas was his best moment. Alabama's win over Arkansas in the 2007 matchup. But we're going to take our next break here. We're going to go to our first break, excuse me, on In My Own Words, the podcast. Continue to chime in your thoughts on the best game that you were at live in terms of Alabama football. But upon our return, we sit down with my man Justin Smith, the lead scouting and recruiting analyst for TDA, to talk the 2021 cycle right after this. Sports fan deserves the proper representation. Whitwill Sports introduces to you the title towel. Wave that title towel in the air like you just don't care. In support of Nick Saban and the Alabama Crimson Tide. Only $9.99 and it lasts a lifetime. Head on over to WhitwillSports.com and get your title towel today. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $5.95 per month or pay $49.95 for a full year subscription. That's a saving of almost $22. Make sure to subscribe before it's too late and get our new freshly printed end of the year magazine issue. Go to touchdown Alabama.com today and roll tide. We are back into the action, ladies and gentlemen. Hottest show on the streets, best form of Alabama football news, notes, and information on a Friday. In my own words, the podcast, Touchdown Alabama Magazine, Stephen M. Smith. And I'm joined here by brother from another mother, the man, the myth, the legend, the lead scouted and recruiting analyst for Touchdown Alabama Magazine, Justin Smith, who's got his show, The Process, on YouTube. Justin, so happy to have you here, man. Man, it's always a good time when I join you on the show, in my own words, so thank you for having me. Got Justin Smith live here on the show, and Justin, first and foremost, as we look at what's going on here in terms of recruiting with the whole uh, thing with COVID-19, and it's really affected guys in terms of they can't come down for visits, they they can't come down for visits, you can't really do the things that you would would like to do, but um, how has you know, COVID-19 affected Alabama in terms of players getting the chance to still speak to the coaches, talk to the coaches, interact with guys. How has this whole crisis really affected Alabama in recruiting, just seeing how it only has one verbal commitment for 2021? I would be lying if I said it didn't have any impact. It's obvious the fact that it does have an impact due to the fact that NCAA implemented a recruiting dead period, which means that Alabama cannot host any recruits for unofficial and official visits. So I think that has a huge impact on Alabama's recruiting efforts for obvious reasons because the visit part of the recruiting process is arguably the most intriguing part, the most integral part of the recruiting process, making sure that you get guys on campus, making sure that you're able to show them all of the things that your program can offer and Alabama can't do that at the moment, especially when you consider the fact that Alabama was looking to have a big spring. They were going to host guys for spring practices, multiple days, host guys like five-star defensive end Thomas Shea Adelaide, who was expected to visit the University of Alabama in March for three days. Alabama will not be able to host him along with some of the guys that wanted to visit Alabama on A-Day, which is always a huge recruiting event for Alabama. So it is Alabama in that form with the fact that you can't host any guys for unofficial and official visits but Alabama's coaching staff has remained in contact with guys multiple members of Alabama's coaching staff reaching out to some of the top targets every day making sure they are staying in contact now in terms of just the in-state guys because I know a lot of Alabama fans they love the fact that the 2020 class and the 2019 class Bama was able to get more in-state guys getting back to keeping that shield around that talent and keeping it in state. But when you look at this cycle right here, how is Alabama going to try to continue to to keep that going, continue to keep the in-state talent despite what's been going on? 
Well, basically what I just said, they have been contacting guys every single day. I had four-star outside linebacker Ian Jackson on the process actually actually last night, and he talked about Alabama's coaching staff, multiple members of their staff contacting him every day. He has talked to Nick Saban. He has talked to Pete Golding. He has talked to Freddie Roach. He has talked with multiple members of Alabama's defensive staff, but not only their defensive staff, he has also talked to guys on the offensive side of the ball. So it, it has been a complete team effort for Alabama's coaching staff in terms of talking to in-state guys, making sure that they know that, hey, you're one of our top targets moving forward in the 2021 recruiting class. And as I said on so many different occasions, the 2021 recruiting class inside the state of Alabama is ridiculous. It is full of talent, and Alabama is going to look to exploit that. And I think they're still in good position with a lot of those guys, along with Ian Jackson, the four-star outside linebacker out of Prattville, as I said. Also, Dylan Brooks, Jaquincy McKinstry, Tim Kennan, and Quinn Barnes, a recent offer from Alabama, a guy who's a Robert E. Lee Montgomery High School product of Montgomery, Alabama. So Alabama is still in the mix for a lot of guys in the 2021 recruiting class inside the state. So I think Alabama will look good moving forward when it comes to those in-state guys. If you're just tuning into the show, ladies and gentlemen, I'm live here with Justin Smith, the lead scouting and recruiting analyst for Touchdown Alabama Magazine, this young man on the ground all the time, making sure to get you up to date on the recruiting aspect of Crimson Tide football. Justin, now, the guys that are, the guys that are high on Alabama or the guys that Alabama's coaching staff, they're still pretty much high on. Who are those guys for 2020 that, even with what's transpiring, this, the coaching staff still wants these guys at the end of the day? Well, it's, just, it's multiple guys as Alabama only has one commit in the 2021 recruiting class. So this class is pretty much open for Alabama as they target multiple guys in the 2021 recruiting class. A lot of guys who Alabama is targeting at the moment when you look at five-star defensive end, Thomas Shea Adelaide, four-star wide receiver, Ajay Hall out of Florida. Also a recent guy who decommitted from the University of Florida actually yesterday talked to me a couple of weeks back in Kamara Cox and a four-star defensive back out of IMG academy he told me that a couple of weeks ago Alabama was still pushing for him contacting him as much as possible continuing to tell him that yo you're one of our top defensive back targets so Alabama's continuing to recruit several guys and I think they're in a good position for guys like Thomas Shea in a good position for guys like Ajah Hall also in a good position for five-star athlete Xavier Sori out of Graceville High School in Graceville Florida I got a chance to talk with his coach Xavier Sori's head coach in the process a couple of weeks back you guys check out that um interview on Touchdown Alabama's YouTube page. Alabama's in a good position with several 2021 recruits. So I think looking forward, when you look at Alabama's 2021 recruiting class, there's plenty of reasons for her to be excited for the future of where Alabama's 2021 recruiting class will end up. So in the event, Justin, that this this whole thing with COVID-19, in the event it dies down or in the event you know it, it dies off and uh, we're able to get back to a daily routine, a daily grind. And for the fans out there, they continue, they can continue to go back to seeing sports, uh, most importantly football. When you look at official visits, because you talked about it, they, these, these young athletes, they want to come down for, for official visits. They want to come down and see the coaching staff, their future teammates, should they commit and sign, uh, see the fans, things of that nature. How many will the visits be uh, – Will the visits be shorter? Will they have a shorter amount? Or could it be a free-for-all in terms of the amount of visits that could be given out if this thing, should this thing blow over? Well, when you look at the visits, the visit aspect of Alabama football recruiting with the recruiting calendar, if they were going to still move on with the NCAA after this recruiting dead period is in, they stick to their current recruiting calendar. They, they would have Alabama and the rest of the NCAA Division One football world would have missed out on a big recruiting period as far as hosting guys for visits, and I think they're going to want to get that back. And when you look at the calendar as far as the football season is concerned if this does carry over to possibly early June or late May I think the NCAA is going to be forced to give the give those teams that time back because it's kind of unfair because you really want to get guys on campus for visits make sure that the recruiting landscape is as competitive as possible and if they do not do that when you look at the fact that guys got the chance to visit different schools early March early February but they were not able to visit some schools in April and March 
the schools they visited in February and early March have an advantage now, and the NCAA has always said that we want to make the recruiting landscape as competitive as possible, as as even as possible across the board. So I think that if it goes on to late May and early June, I think they have to get, give some of that back, make sure that make sure that schools are able to host guys for unofficial and official visits. If you're just tuning in to the show, ladies and gentlemen, In My Own Words, the podcast, hottest show on the streets, best form of Alabama football news, notes, and information. Yours truly, Stephen M. Smith. I'm joined here by Justin Smith, the lead scouting and recruiting analyst for Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Be sure to check out his show, The Process, on YouTube as Justin breaking down recruits all across the board, traveling the games, covering events. He's getting that one-on-one communication, that one-on-one time with these young athletes. Now, Justin, there are still some guys out there for the 2021 cycle that Alabama has not offered. One of those guys you talked about was uh, the running back out of Hewitt Trustfield High School, Armani Goodwin. Somebody tremendous speed, uh, big power, big playmaking ability. Just Alabama has not offered him yet at the running back position. But who are some other guys that may not have gotten that 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 offer, that um that attention, as I should say, from the crimson and white that Coach Saban, the staff, and Alabama need to hone in on well a money good one is definitely one of the top choices when you look at that this is a kid who i've seen play a lot over the last couple of years when i got a chance to check out then alabama commits and paul tyson and when does alien worship was verbally committed to alabama and also pierce quick who plays for the university of alabama right now when they were at the at hero trustville high school i saw a lot over money good one and there was a lot to like a kid it was a lot to like he's a guy with a short compact frame he runs with a lot of speed and what i saw from him coming into his junior season although he hurt most of his junior season I saw a kid who established more power got more aggressive to add to that speed so I think that this kid is a special talent he is verbally committed to Auburn at the moment and I think he is a special talent coming out of the state of Alabama in the 2021 recruiting class but when you look at Outside of our money, Goodwin, the obvious guy that comes to my mind is Christian Lewis, a four-star wide receiver out of Pleasant Grove High School in Pleasant Grove, Alabama. I got a chance to see him action in a spring football game last spring when Pleasant Grove took on Hueytown High School. I was there to check out Alabama's then verbal commit and four-star running back, Rodell Williams. And I saw Christian Lewis play. He was going, catching the ball away from his body. He was climbing the ladder, catching the ball, taking the ball out out of defender, defensive back's hands. So basically he was Debo out there. Yeah, he was just being so aggressive I said yo that kid is going to be an aggressive player he's going to be a star he's really going to blossom next season and I didn't know at that time that he missed most of his previous season he missed his sophomore season due to a leg injury so a lot of teams haven't seen his tape but he, he exploded during this junior season catching more than 20 touchdowns helping Pleasant Grove almost win a state championship at the 6-8 football level so it's a lot of things that go into Alabama not offering guys, but Christian Lewis is a guy Alabama has been in contact with. They did host him for the Junior Day event a couple of weeks back, so I think that Christian Lewis has been in contact with Alabama. They want to get him on campus to camp with them this summer, and hopefully an offer will come during that time. Now, Justin, I, I got one more here for you. Yeah. Got one more here for you. I, and I can go on the defensive side of the football, but I'm, I'm going to stay with the offense. Well, I'm going to stay on offense right now. When you, look, when you look at the 2020 class, it's already in here. A receiver that a lot of people are talking about in this class is Trayshawn Holden at 6'3", about 200 pounds right now. When you watch his tape, he kind of reminds you of a little bit of Julio Jones. Not all the way Julio. I'm not trying to start any fires right now. But when you watch his tape, you see a lot of big-time potential playmaking, game-breaking ability from a guy in Trayshawn Holden. Am I wrong in what I'm saying? Am I right in what I'm saying? When you studied him, what did you see from Holden? And could he be somebody that could get an opportunity this season? Well, I think the Julio Jones comparison at this moment is it's, it's a lot based on the size and the size comparisons the way they play in terms of them being big, tall guys who could be big-time targets, massive targets in the open field, especially as a deep threat, especially in the corner of the end zone. But I think he has a little bit, definitely has a lot to prove before he takes that Julio Jones step. But I definitely think that Christian Holden can be a nice kid, a kid I think who really add on some speed 
heading into his senior season. As you saw a lot during the senior season, he was able to take a couple of kick returns and punt returns back for touchdowns. And it was something you did not really see from him during his junior season at St. Francis Academy in Maryland. But when he moved to Narbonne High School in California for his senior season, you saw that the massive the massive wide receiver actually added on some speed. And I think he's going to take that to the next level. And I think he has came to the University of Alabama with that. I think he's going to add on some muscle with Matt Ray and David Ballou working him. And when he does add on that muscle and get even more aggressive, we may see a Julio Jones number two when you look at Treshawn Holden. But he does have a lot to prove at the moment. He has the size and he has the ability and possibly has the potential to be a big-time wide receiver at Alabama. We'll look forward to seeing what Treshawn Holden can do at the University of Alabama and all the recruits and all things of recruiting. But he's Justin Smith, ladies and gentlemen, the lead scouting and recruiting analyst for Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Follow him and his show, The Process, on YouTube as Justin dives into all nuts, bolts, facets when you look at recruiting. We're going to go to our next break here on In My Own Words, the podcast. Don't touch that dial. Just getting started on a Friday. When we come back, we dive into your phone calls after this. Menswear in the University Mall in Tuscaloosa. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $5.95 per month or pay $49.95 for a full year subscription. That's a saving of almost $22. Make sure to subscribe before it's too late and get our new freshly printed end of the year magazine issue. Go to Touchdown Alabama. Alabama.com today and roll tide. It is Friday, Crimson Tide fans. In my own words, the podcast back in from the break. Best form of news, notes, and information you're going to find on the Alabama football program. And it's your time, Bama Nation. Your time to let your voice be heard. 205-448-1358. The number to call in. 205-448-1358. You can also text with that number. Leave a voicemail with that number. You can also tweet if Twitter is your thing at In My Own Words TDA, the show page on Twitter at In My Own Words TDA. You can also tweet me directly at Coaching M. Smith. But we go to the call-in queue right now. We pick up my man Waylon. It's Friday, Waylon. What's going on? What's going on, Stephen M. on this fabulous Friday evening down at TDA? Going good, man. Got a chance in the previous segment to hear some great recruiting news from our guy, Justin Smith, who is all over this recruiting. But uh, what's going on with you? Man, I'm telling you, Justin, he dropped a word right there. That's what I was waiting on. I wanted to hear that. Justin really keeps me informed on what's going on, man. He is he is the mouse with the ears in T-Town. He knows all and everything, Stephen. Ain't no doubt about it. We definitely appreciate it having Justin on the talk about that in terms of recruiting. But, Wayland, what was your favorite live game, your favorite live Alabama game that you saw in person? I got to see both of them in 1999 when we beat Florida twice with a great, the great, fabulous Sean Alexander. Sean Alexander was the man. I mean, Sean Alexander was fantastic. And not only was he a fantastic running back, but I remember when uh, it was the 2008 game between Alabama and Georgia, the blackout game. It was Sean Alexander that was speaking to Holly Rowe on the sideline, and he basically said, folks, Alabama's about to go back to the Paul Bear Bryant years in terms of the dominance that Nick Saban was going to provide. So not only was he a great running back, Sean Alexander was kind of a prophet, too. 
Ah, Sean, he was that was there was some more ball games back then, Stephen. You know, I don't know. I don't think Alabama had beaten Florida twice uh before that and I don't think they have beaten Florida twice since that. Is that correct? Um they have not beaten Florida twice. You you are correct. Yeah. That's what I thought. It was that was two that was that was two magnificent games it was Monday well spent to see Coach Spurrier cry. But anyway <laughs> I mean the I fear mean, yeah. now the fear the fear I had in both of those games, Wayland was the extra point. And even when the goalposts were much wider then, you still felt like, please, man, don't miss this extra point. Please don't miss it, Flugner. Don't miss it. I tell you, yeah, Sean took the team on his back. And, I mean, he was just a workhorse. I don't know if I've ever saw a back really and truly, Stephen, since then do that. As all, out of all the good running backs we've had, and we've had some great ones, I don't know if an individual back has really taken the team on his shoulders like that and won two games in one year just by itself. That's just about an impossible task, but Mr. Alexander done it. He did it. I mean, Derrick Henry Henry came close. I mean, Derrick would be in that category, but unfortunately for Derrick, he also had Jacob Coker who developed a tremendous deep ball and other playmakers around that spot. So, yeah, Sean Alexander was probably the lone guy to where the coaching staff looked at him and said, man, you're going to have to do it all. Exactly. Well, we're going to holler up here. We was a little late today, but we were still watching the show, calling in, but we always got it on there. We're going to wind up the little poem of the day, and I hope that one made you happy about the ESPN rider. I I think that one gave you the tickle of the year. I hope so. And uh, oh, that oh, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you that that was bulletin board for the year. That was that was great. <laughs> <A. laughs> Thank you, Stephen. I appreciate that. But anyway, like I said, it's always wonderful to have TDA. And we'll end up with our little uh, uh, poem of the day here and go into the weekend like this, going towards Monday. Over the years, Alabama has rumbled and tumbled, and only the good Lord knows how many calls fumbles. Now on offense, the game has gotten so fast. We can't even hit the rewind button and rewatch the run or the pass. So just remember the old teams of the past. We controlled the offense and dropped the bombs with the pass. So Auburn and LSU, no matter what you say, we will smack you in your mouth and make you wake up screaming from all the butt whoopings you have been given. So, Stephen, y'all have a wonderful weekend down there at TDA. Stay safe. Corona's still with us. We'll catch y'all Monday night if the good Lord's willing. Bye-bye. Appreciate it, Wayland. Another great one from Wayland there. We continue with the college segment on a Friday. You're live on In My Own Words, the podcast. What's going on? What's going on, Steve? How you doing? Doing good, man. Uh, Wayland with another Emmy Award-winning poem. Oh, yeah, man. Love Wayland. Love, love that guy, man. I hope he, he keeps calling in. Um, but I had a question for you. Um, I saw in the news earlier where um, Kurt Herbstreit was talking about, you know, he couldn't see a, you know, he, he doesn't foresee um, there being a college football season this year. Um, and I know it's, you know, really no way to know 100%, but I wanted your projection on that. Do you think, um, you know, we, we still see a season or? Do you think, um, you know, it's all, it's, it's over with? I still see a season. Now, in terms of practices, will the amount of practices be the same? That may take a hit. You may see a decrease or a condensed number of practices. But in terms of a season, I think once we get into the months of June, July, I think a, I think a lot of this will disperse and decrease and die down. And we'll get to see the guys come on campus, the guys enroll for the summer, and we can get into summer workouts and, uh, most importantly, fall camp in August. So I do see a football season. The question is, how many practices will Alabama be able to have? Okay. Awesome. Well, yeah, I hope you're right, man. I, I definitely want, you know, you know, want some football, but, you know, I just want to make sure everybody's safe and, and everything first. Um, 
One thing, man, I I um, I missed the first part of the show. I know you had Justin on, I believe, or, or maybe you have him on later. But um, I wanted to see if you can ask him, you know, what is the biggest fish right now for Alabama? Like, if there's one recruit that he could get, um, or you know, who would you guys who or you know, for you too, you know, who would you get out of all the guys out there, you know, for this this twenty 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 one class? I will def I will definitely man refer that question I will definitely refer that question to Justin before uh to before today is over with. But if I had to put my if I had to put my spin on it right now, I know Justin is more so into this than I am. But if I had to put my spin on it for twenty twenty one right now, let's see here. I think the guy that the tide needs to get would be the Lee Hunter kid out of eight mile Alabama Blount High School. That's the big fish for me. That is a big, strong, physical defensive lineman in the middle that can one gap, that can two gap, that can create some havoc. Now, Justin may have a guy that maybe is more uh, big time, but for me, if I had to give my big fish, give me uh, Lee Hunter out of Blount High School. Okay, okay, definitely, definitely. That's a good name. Awesome, man. Well, I am, man, I'm loving the show. I know you, you got a lot of people calling in and everything, so I'm not gonna gonna hold you guys too much. But you know, just I appreciate everything you do, Stephen. You uh, you know, keeping us informed on Alabama football during these tough times. No problem, man. Thank you for listening to us. Appreciate it, man. We continue with some comments and thoughts here in the chat line as you guys blowing us up here on YouTube. And hey, I mean, Justin's getting some love today, folks. During their recruiting segment, Willie351 writes in, Justin be having that info. He is the boots on the ground. He is the man going around not just getting the information on these young athletes, but cultivating relationships, making sure that he's keeping people you, the fans, especially informed on all things recruiting. So we definitely appreciate Justin. We've got Waylon Colburn that wrote in. Justin can drop the word. Justin's got the plug there in terms of recruiting. Nick Saban Jr. comments with Justin is my plug when it comes to the recruiting info. Now, when I grow up, I want to be Justin. When I grow up, I want to be Justin Smith right now because he is getting some serious, some serious love um, on this show. Uh, going back to at Willie351, who writes in with Waylon needs to write a book on poetry. I told Waylon, he's, he's, he's got the Emmy Award Midas touch in terms of poems. Waylon giving at Willie351 a thumbs up on that comment there. William Bryant writes in with, doesn't Sean Alexander run a charity for children? I think he does. I'm a fact check that. At the break, during the break, I'm a fact check that William Bryant, but I believe I want to say that Sean Alexander does run a charity for children. But one thing he did do that we are very certain of uh, a incredible running back, sweet feet, power, good hands, strong leader, an incredible running back for Alabama, and a guy in, Ale in Alexander that foretold what was going to happen in the Nick Saban era in 2008 and Saban's second year as he told Holly Rowe of ESPN during the game against Georgia that this program was going to get back to having that Paul Bear Bryant type of effect where this team would get back to dominating, to winning championships, to winning games, to bringing in the highest of recruits, to basically getting back to being a program that you, the fans, could be proud of and most definitely, Coach Saban has done that. But we're going to go to another break here on the show. But when we get back, we will actually bring Justin back in and continue more of the conversation on recruiting. Don't touch that down, folks. We're coming back. If you're an avid Alabama Crimson Tide fan and you love to flaunt it, then show your Alabama Crimson Tide support by grabbing the Alabama sneakers. They feature bold Crimson Tide graphics, so no one will be able to question where your allegiance lies. When you add these sweet sneakers to your Alabama Crimson Tide collection, go to stsfootwear.com and use the code TDALABAMA for $15 off your purchase. That's code TDALABAMA for $15 off your purchase. Go to stsfootwear.com and get your Alabama sneakers today. 
Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $5.95 per month or pay $49.95 for a full year subscription. That's a saving of almost $22. Make sure to subscribe before it's too late and get our new freshly printed end of the year magazine issue. Go to touchdownalabama.com today and roll tide. We are back into the action here, folks. Back inside the conversation known as In My Own Words, the podcast on a Friday. Yours truly, Stephen M. Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. And want to encourage everybody to drop a thumbs up, give a like on the show, and hit that subscribe button. That lets us know at TDA to continue pumping you out the best in news, notes, information, and content on the Crimson Tide. Also, if you haven't done so already, the voting for March Madness, the March Madness bracket for TouchdownAlabama.com still going on as the best restaurants and our bars in the city still going at it for the title of supremacy what's the best place to hit up during football season we've made it to or we are in the championship game the championship round between uh, dreamland barbecue and ramajamas voting goes up until saturday at 204 p.m central time voting up until saturday at 204 so get your vote on touchdownalabama.com touchdown alabama magazine who will take home the crown as the baddest place on the block in terms of venues we're gonna be dreamland barbecue we're gonna be ramajamas vote right now at touchdownalabama.com but we're back live here with my man justin smith the lead scouting and recruiting analyst for touchdown alabama magazine and Justin, i mean my first thought here is what is the hardest part of evaluating these athletes because you, you not only go out there to these schools to talk to these young men, talk to their coaches, uh, study their huddle film, the recruiting tape, but you're also scouting. Yeah. You have to give grades. You have to give, you know, the one to five stars and you also give the diamond grades, you know, one to three, whether these guys are going to be immediate impact players or all SEC players or generational type players that can be, you know, first round picks in the NFL draft. So, what is the hardest part when you are recruiting, scouting a young man, an athlete? What's the hardest part of that? Well, I th- honestly, in my opinion, for me personally, the hardest part is making sure that you have – it's your best chance making sure you have opportunity to see this guy in real game action. You always know about the highlight film. You're going to put your best plays in the front. Oh, yeah, I really shined on this play. Yes, I made a big tackle on this play. I, I tried to do that, Justin. <laughs> I still didn't get recruited. Yeah, yeah, that's what most, yeah, that's what most recruits – are going to do, but I want to see what you're going to do when you face adversity. What are you going to do at a defensive back when you get burned by the receiver that previous play? How do you respond to that as a quarterback when you throw the interception? How do you respond to that as a defensive tackle when you see an offensive lineman really has your number? What type of moves are you going to do? What are you going to do to change your game to make sure that you're going to still win that battle? How do you update and how do you really um, really adjust to your environment? That's some of the things I really like to look at when I really look at a guy full game action, basically see them and break them down as much as possible. It, can't, it is kind of limited when you look at the fact that Alabama offers more than 100 guys each recruiting cycle. You can't go to 100 games during the high school football season, and most high schools do not have like a full game online somewhere, so you have to depend on huddle film a lot more than you want to on some occasions, but you try to get to as many camps, opening camps, all of those Under Armour camps, making sure you see those guys in 7-on-7 seven seven action, making sure you see those guys as much as possible so you can get a good evaluation a good grade and basically a good look at those guys so let me let me ask you this then so let's say i'm an offensive lineman right i'm an offensive lineman and you're coming to recruit me and i'm at american christian academy or school here in tuscaloosa what would be the distinct qualities you would want to see from me if i'm playing uh let's say i'm playing offensive guard what are the distinct qualities you want to see out of me in your scouting or studying of me 
Well, I know when, when I look at offensive guard, they can really compete, especially at the SEC level. I think what a lot of SEC coaches and NCAA Division One coaches like to see, they always want to know how big is this kid? What size is he at now? How big is he going to be? As you see guys post on Twitter and NCAA coaches across the nation, they always ask you, can you send me your height, film, your grades? They basically want to see that first look. How does this guy look? Does he look like he can be an SEC offensive lineman in a couple of years? Can he add on some more weight? Is he a big-time kid to possibly move in and SEC in the trenches and really play in the trenches of the SEC. Another thing I like to look when you look at offensive guard at the offensive line position, another thing that I really like to see from an offensive guard is the fact that he's very versatile. I like to see guys who can play a little bit of center, play a little bit of guard, play a little bit of tackle. A guy who really follows his assignment, you can tell that a lot of guys who are really productive at the offensive line position, a lot of their coaches really depend on them, moving them around different places. I like a versatile offensive lineman. Going back to Alabama's forced offensive lineman, Signing in the 2020 recruiting class and Javion Cohen, you had Thompson's high school, Thompson High School's head coach Mark Freeman talk to him about the game. Say, "Yo, it was hard to game plan against you." When do you really hear hear that about the offensive lineman? That's why I like to see when you see the offensive the offense is really dependent on the offensive lineman, a versatile kid, a kid with good size, a kid who can pull a block, kid really knows his role and knows that he's really being dependent on a dependable kid. Now, now we got we got a question, Justin, from a fan in the uh, previous or the call-in segment here. And he talked about, in your opinion, who is the biggest fish? Who is the biggest get? Who is a must-bring-in type of player in the 2021 class for Alabama? Who's the guy that, if you were Nick Saban, you're thinking, I have to get him. He's a must-get recruit. I would say five-star athlete Quincy McKinstry out of Pennsylvania Valley High School in Pinson, Alabama. I say this for so many different reasons. As I said, on so many different occasions, I think this is one of the best players to ever come out of the state of Alabama. He is one of the best athletes the state of Alabama has ever produced, a two-sport athlete. And I saw him play a lot of times. As Alabama offered him very early in his recruitment, possibly as an eighth grader and as a freshman. So Alabama already felt that this kid was going to really develop into something special. And when I really got a chance to see him in first-time game action, he was actually a sophomore heading into his sophomore season. His first game at Hoover High School was one of those games that was broadcast on ESPN. But I got, ESPN, but I got a chance to see him in action. And on that first drive, he picks off um, Hoover's quarterback and now Oregon commit and Robbie Ashford he picks out the guy he runs the ball all the way down to the one yard line I say yo this kid is special I think he got caught down by George Pickens to now the Georgia wide receiver but I, when I saw this kid, I was like, yo, this kid is going to be special. The second chance I got a chance to see him was at a 707 event. I think it was the Southern Express Borders War in Thompson High School in Alabaster, and I got a chance to see him playing there. He was making guys look ridiculous out there. He was basically climbing the ladder, making guys miss in the open field, and just basically putting on a show. I have that video on our YouTube, and I think it's linked to our Touchdown Alabama's um, Story, uh, it's leaked to a story on touchdownalabama.com. It was so amazing. My guy's chance to see him in action. And I wanted to see, did that translate over to the real game action? So, cause, because anyone can do anything in 707 football. There's no pads. You can't really get physical. So I wanted to see, yo, what can this kid do again when I see him in action at the at, when when they're in pads when you can't really be aggressive. And I saw him in action when Hero Trustville High School took on them for their first game in his junior season. He was just as impressive. Scored, scored a touchdown in the first drop of that game for Pinson Valley basically making the defensive back miss at the line, hit him with that quick feet that he, that he has and basically just running to the end zone and catching the ball in the corner of the end zone. So Quincy McKinstry is that kid. I'm really high on this kid and I think Alabama would really like to get him a two-sport athlete, a kid who does have an offer from the University of Alabama in football and basketball. Well, folks, Nick Saban, if you're hearing this right now, the man Justin Smith, lead scout and recruiting analyst for TDA, dropped the bomb right there. So Nick Saban, go out there and bring Jaquincy McKinstry to the Crimson Tide, a dynamic athlete from Pinson Valley High School. We're going to go to our next break. Appreciating Justin for coming on and continuing the conversation on recruiting. But when we come back in from the break, we will dive into best fits. In terms of the NFL draft, of the pay, of the players that I see going in the first round for Alabama, where will be the best fits for all these individuals? For all the individuals, we'll touch it up right after this. If 
you're an avid Alabama Crimson Tide fan and you love to flaunt it, then show your Alabama Crimson Tide support by grabbing the Alabama sneakers. They feature bold Crimson Tide graphics, so no one will be able to question where your allegiance lies. When you add these sweet sneakers to your Alabama Crimson Tide collection, go to stsfootwear.com and use the code TDALABAMA for $15 off your purchase. That's code TDALABAMA for $15 off your purchase. Go to stsfootwear.com and get your Alabama sneakers today. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $5.95 per month or pay $49.95 for a full year subscription. That's a saving of almost $22. Make sure to subscribe before it's too late and get our new freshly printed end of the year magazine issue. Go to touchdown alabama.com today and roll tide back into the conversation folks in my own words the podcast yours truly stephen m smith of touchdown alabama magazine on a friday and before we get into the perfect fits for the alabama players that can go into the first round of the nfl draft just some information some some things to update you on and uh, former Alabama linebacker Reggie Ragland, after spending three seasons with the Kansas City Chiefs, capturing a Super Bowl this past year, he has inked a new contract with a new team. He has agreed to terms with the Detroit Lions. So from the Chiefs to the Lions, Reggie Ragland finds a new team. And along with that, according to ESPN NFL insider Adam Schefter, The commissioner of the NFL, Roger Cadell, has stated that there'll be no rescheduling of the NFL draft. The first day of the draft will be, will remain on April 23rd at Paradise, Nevada, as a lot of young men will be looking forward to hearing their name called in the first round despite the COVID-19 pandemic. But we're looking at perfect fits here for Alabama players when you discuss the first round of the NFL draft. And I have five guys that will go in the first round. Now, it could have been seven. It could have very well have been seven, but with no pro day for Alabama, that takes away Trayvon Diggs' opportunity at corner and Terrell Lewis' opportunity at outside linebacker. So we have five for me that will go in the first round. And the first guy here, Tua Tungavaloa. Tua Tungo Valoa at quarterback, perfect fit for him. Got to look at the Miami Dolphins at number five, number five overall pick. And while I looked at Miami for quite a while now, the moves that head coach Brian Flores made in free agency, big moves on defense, getting Kyle Van Noy from the Patriots, getting Byron Jones from the Cowboys, bringing in a Shaq Lawson on the defensive line. So these are huge moves defensively. So after getting those moves, you got to show off your offense. You got to get the quarterback that can get you back to what you had under Dan Marino and win you the Super Bowl that unfortunately Dan Marino could not provide. So at number five, perfect fit, number five overall pick, got to be Tua Tungavangoa at quarterback. I got him going to the Dolphins in the first round. The second guy here, I look at Jedrick Wills. Jedrick Wills offensive tackle. The Arizona Cardinals have had a sensational free agency period. It let go of a cap-eating contract of David Johnson. It was able to get... DeAndre Hopkins at wide receiver for next to nothing. It brought back Larry Fitzgerald for another year. It's got Christian Kirk, Farrell Cooper. It signed back Kenyon Drake. It's got all the offensive pieces. Now you need an offensive lineman to protect Kyler Murray at quarterback. It drafts, to me, it drafts Jedrick Wills with the number eight overall pick. He'll have a 15-plus year pro career. He'll be a perennial pro bowler, perennial all-pro, and a guy that's not just a great pass protector, but an absolute road trader. will get out there, will block up and down the field, getting Kenyon Drake those extra yards. So that's Jedrick Wills, number eight overall to the Arizona Cardinals. Moving on down to Henry Ruggs, the third at wide receiver. While keep your eyes on the Las Vegas Raiders. 
The out the Davis family, God rest Al Davis' soul, but the Davis family has always been one big on speed. Mike Mayock likes speed, John Gruden likes speed. So while the Raiders could get Henry Ruggs at pick 12, my perfect fit, pick 24 to the New Orleans Saints. You've got Drew Brees. Michael Thomas needs a receiver to take some pressure off him. And despite them signing Emmanuel Sanders, they only got him for a two-year deal. I like Henry Ruggs, number 24 overall to the New Orleans Saints. Next, next on the list here, we got Jerry Judy. Jerry Judy at wide receiver, number 15 overall to the Denver Broncos. John Elway believes he's hit on the quarterback in Drew Locke. They've got a lot of weapons on the offensive side of the football, led by uh, Cortland Sutton at wide receiver. They also have Noah Fant at tight end. Jerry Judy, 15th overall pick. Got him to the Denver Broncos, which leads us to Xavier McKinney. I got him number 17 overall to the Dallas Cowboys. How about them Cowboys? Now, I understand Dallas already has the uh, likes of Ha Ha Clinton Dix, former Alabama safety, got him in free agency on a one-year deal. But what's better than having one Alabama safety? How about having two? So getting... Xavier McKinney with the 17th overall pick would be huge for Dallas, and that's just the perfect fits that I have here on the table. But as always, ladies and gentlemen, you want to know the best in news, notes, information. You want to have the best in the news, notes, and information in terms of your Crimson Tide. You can do this by downloading the Touchdown Alabama Magazine app. Very simple, very easy to do here. And you can get this by going to the iPhone App Store if you're rocking Team Apple, Google Play Store if you got the Android phone. You can check out the podcast options, those being iTunes or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Overcast.fm, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, or iHeartRadio. We got you covered. If the good and gracious Lord sees fit, I will return on Monday to continue the conversation of Crimson Tide football. But as always, favorite three things I leave you with. Husbands, love your wives. Wives, appreciate your husbands. Children, get those chores done. Do all things legitimately to not be bored. Get your three hearty meals a day, your three great laughs a day. Protect yourself. Protect the people around you. Until next time, folks, I'm your man, Stephen M. Smith. This has been In My Own Words. Thank you.